Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We continue looking through the book of Titus. We're in the second chapter right now, and we're seeing where the Spirit is telling us about how we're to relate to one another. And if you remember in the previous episodes, Paul was writing to begin this chapter, and he says in verse 1, But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. So he's speaking to Titus, and he said, Here's some things that are fitting for sound doctrine, so speak these things forth. And then he tells us how we, as uh, in various stages in life and, and various roles that we have as the body of Christ. Verse 2, he starts talking about older men. Remember, older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and in perseverance. So we as older men must be sound in faith, sound in love, and sound in perseverance, in steadfastness, in patience. Then we saw in the last time together, last episode, verses 3, 4, and 5, address older women. Now I know that sounds sort of rude. You never talk about a woman's age, right? Oh, no, that's that's true. We, we remain sensitive. And you notice that the scripture never really defines what is old and what is not old. And we know just from the point of view of a Historically speaking, that what we may consider to be old and aged now might have been younger, okay? In the antediluvian age, somebody who was 100 years old would have been young because people lived into their 900s, okay? Well, by the time of Christ, if somebody lived into their 90s, they were very aged. And, uh, you know, in the Middle Ages, if somebody was 40 or 50, they were considered to be aged. And so it's not so much a chronological thing. Is uh, speaking of, about the experience one has in life, the experience one has with a relationship with the Lord and belief. So anyway, older women are to be this. They're to be reverent. And it's uh, when this little phrase, older women, it's not the same phrase that's used for elders. Sometimes people will try to say that. So this is speaking of women elders. No, no, no. It's a different word in the Greek. And it just simply means an aged woman. Okay? So it's not speaking about an office. It's just speaking of uh, chronological age. So older women, likewise, okay, in the same manner as older women, are to be reverent in their behavior. I like the way the authorized version says, it says, the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Now, isn't that interesting? Yeah, we are to be reverent in behavior. The older women are reverent in behavior. But there's really uh, even more than that when you hear that word holiness, right? Reverent, yes. But they're to become holy. They are to be the example and the model of holiness. And then sort of the juxtaposition of that, not malicious gossips. The ESV describes that as not slanders. The authorized version says not false accusers. Okay. And uh, when you look up the Greek word for that, it's really sort of interesting. Not a false accuser. Well, can you be a, uh, a correct accuser? <laughs> well, yeah, in a sense, yes. Um, but even if you accuse somebody of something and if it's true we have to be careful how we do that accusing you know even that word accusation carries such negative connotation and the word that is translated accusation are you ready for this one the greek word as they say is diabolos diabolos yeah and it means to accuse particularly in relationship to a false accuser and it's used 
for the devil. That's exactly right. Okay, and so that's you know you see that thing diabolus, the Satan, the devil. That's where it comes from. And so what the Lord is telling us is that these women are not, our older women are not to be false accusers. We're not to be malicious gossips. You know, sometimes we sort of treat that gossip kind of thing. Oh, well, that's just sort of what we do. No, 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 no. It has an import that is really, really profound. And now are men supposed to gossip? No, 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 not at all. Nobody is supposed to gossip in this way. So he's saying, older women, be reverent in your behavior. Don't be malicious gossip. Not enslaved to much wine. The King James says not given to much wine. Uh, ESV is or slaves to much wine. <coughs> now, again, that doesn't mean that you can't drink. We are totally free and at liberty to eat anything and to drink anything. The scripture also says that some things will be better for you than other things. So I may be free to eat something, which if somebody else ate, would really have a negative impact upon their body. and They don't need to eat that. Well, that's fine. We're free and we have liberty, but we're not free and we're not at liberty to be enslaved to something. So if I'm enslaved to biscuits, then I need to make sure that I don't get carried away with biscuits. All right. You say, well, that's sort of funny. That's not what he's talking about. Oh, yes, yeah, what he's talking about. Here, not enslaved to much wine. Well, the reason wine becomes such a big issue is because it becomes so transformative of what happens. If you drink too much wine, you get drunk, right? But in the same way, if you eat too many biscuits, if you eat too much over a period of time, what's going to happen? You're going to wind up with an extra body on your skeletal frame, and you literally will have the same type of of reaction. Your body will react. will not be able to function in the way that God designed it to do. So older women, be reverent behavior. Don't be malicious gossips. Don't be enslaved to much wine and teach what is good. Uh, there to be teachers of good things. Well, what are the good things? The sentence continues on so that they may encourage the young women to be, and listen to how the King James says it, to be sober, okay, to love their husbands, to love their children. Now, this is sort, sort of interesting. Let me read that again, verse 4 of the King James, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. New American Standard says, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, the ESV. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, you notice that the contemporary and modern translations drop that word to be sober, that phrase right there. You'll run into that kind of thing from uh, time to time. That's the reason that I use these uh, translations side by side where we see that. So that's what the older are supposed to do. They're supposed to encourage and exhort and train and teach young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children. But continues on in verse 5, to be sensible. And that sensible right there carries the idea of understanding, to be sound. To be discreet is a great thing, of sound mind. That young women and older women are to be sound mind. Keepers of the home, okay? Keepers of the home. In other words, they are the ones that keep the home. Uh the husband, we'll see this more in some other things. The husband is the one that's the head of the home, but the woman is the one that's the keeper and the one that really runs it day to day. They're to be pure and be chaste is the word that you see in the uh, um, King James, which means that you don't have any impurities, no defilement in the way that they act, in the way that they behave. 
uh, subject to their own husbands. Uh, you know, I thought we'd get to that today to be able to cover it all, but we probably won't, so I'll just hit it real quick. Uh, King James says, obedient, ESV, submissive. The idea behind that is hupotasso. That's the Greek word, and it means this, to place under in an orderly fashion. Okay, And particularly with this phrase in this portion of the Scripture, it's the type of thing that is an obedient submissiveness. Okay, it's not this type of thing where, like I said before, where somebody grabs you by the hair and says, "Come here, woman, you have to do this." You are literally placing yourself in submission, and and the Lord speaks of this in Ephesians five and Colossians three, First Peter three, and Titus two here, and it really shows the role and responsibility of man, woman, husband, wife. Okay, and this is God's design for the governmental structure of the family. I tell you what, we'll pick this up the next time. The whole point of all this is so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Remember that from the last time? So that the word of God will not be dishonored. This is what older men are supposed to do. This is what younger um, men are supposed to do. This is what older women are supposed to do. This is what younger women are supposed to do. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you next time.